Oh, you excited? I'm so excited. You're smiling. I really am so excited. That's cute. This is Shanae and Tamika, and you're listening to I Hear You. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Ow. put up a post on Instagram today asking folks if they have more questions for us but we got some questions and we're just going to go through them because we've talked about fighting fair and disagreeing and y'all about to make us have an argument right now so we just going no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, no but I really do I'm just going to go on my tangent first I appreciate the fact that like we're not perfect and we get to do this yeah and it's not there's no pressure like there's sometimes we'd be like shading each other a little bit on these podcasts but like there's no pressure to be perfect and I think that as a person who I didn't have this mirror of what a healthy relationship looks like it feels great to be able to build it and I'm not just like aiming for us to be argument free and perfect and all those things we get to learn together and grow together and I'm hearing you use different language. You're seeing me transform as well. And it's, it's like super like cute. What would, what else would you say about like our vulnerability process? I think that it changes. I think that, you know, a few weeks ago when I was like, I want to be more open, like I'm not on that same wavelength right now, but that doesn't mean that it's not there. I mean, you're still doing it. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I'm being open, but I only had to verbalize it once. And so it's like, I think that in terms of this vulnerability process, like when you are working more or like, I don't, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it. Like it may not show up the same way every single day, but it's still present. All I know is I feel like after we talked about it, then we started trying to implement it Mm -hmm. and it built a lot of trust. Yeah. I definitely feel like like we're trusting each other more mm-hmm. with our emotions, um, which is like really big. But I don't know how would you, what kind of direction would you want to go? Just like with the the vulnerability thing. I want to maybe try the activity we did again because about I think, expectations. Yeah, because I Woo! that was a heavy one, right? I know. But I think we're at a different point where the conversation may just be a bit different because we've been using different words. Like, I want to be a partner or, you know, I need affection or, like, I think we are at a point where we may be able to do it and it'd be successful. Um, And if it's not, I'm okay with that too. Well, I want to add to, um, like, the fighting fair thing. Like, I think for me, one of the things that I've been learning is, like, compartmentalizing, like, how it's okay to do that because my I'm I can be all enough in person with everything like work people a boss like a stranger you know what I mean it's like those extremes again like with the axes but um I've been like figuring out like we had a conversation recently like that just didn't go the best and I remember saying you know I love you and I'm going to compartmentalize this. Like, this really bothers me. I don't like it. I don't know how to fix it. But you know what? It's okay. Yeah. And I'm going to put it in this box and we can come back to it later. Put it in the box with your mom's suit. Wow. It was from, um... It was from Bad, Bad Boys, Boys. too. Yeah. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. It's a great love story. <laughs> there was no love story in Bad Boys, too. It's about friendship. Love. I'll say that. Person, but anyway, 
Um, number one, compartmentalize is my favorite word. Number two, we also, <laughs> I feel like we talk like we got all these issues every single day. Like, this part, and I, this is what I told we my just this is what I told my therapist. The arguments or the disagreements is like 10% of our relationship. Girl, when you told me you said that to her, I was like, then why are we even talking about it? Like, you don't get out my face. If there's nothing wrong with us. It's wild, though, because 90% of the time, like, we laugh, we joke. Like, that's how I feel. But I'm also a person who difficult conversations don't scare me. So even when we may have a little tiff or something, I'm not always counting that as some, like, oh, my gosh, it's a negative experience. Oh, my God, this is horrible. I think, are we healthy? Yes, absolutely healthy. Do we have room for improvement? Absolutely. But I see it as a 10% thing. Clearly, she's about to see it different. No, I agree with you. (laughs) I think our reason for, like, really harping on things is because we overanalyze. And that's just how we work. We're both Virgos. We have the same communication degree. We get a kick out of, like, looking at things and trying to look at it from another way. It's just fun to us. I wonder if we can go a day where we're, like, out shopping and stuff. It got to be one of those days because that's that's one of our, like, really fun, like, bickering times. Um, (laughs) But I wonder if we can go a day with, like, no tiff. Tamika, I don't think I care anymore. I just learned how to compartmentalize, so... I don't care. Like, the next time you say something I'm like, I'm going to say, okay, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Love you, bye. I think I did that today because it was just like, okay. No, but I didn't let you. I FaceTimed you. I wouldn't even let you get off the phone. So what? I don't care. Tell me about your segment. Okay, so we're just going to go over a few questions that someone had. A little bit of it we kind of already talked about, though. Um... The, we talked about disagreeing well, and we didn't talk about it being a productive and safe space. I'm making a safe space. I guess not hitting below the belt. Both people don't stay on time. Um, Triggers. To me, it's not safe if I feel attacked. Yeah. You know, if... And I... It sounds like I'm being really negative about you. Like, I, I feel like that's what you're going to say. But, like, sometimes... You love me, sis? I do love you a whole lot. Uh-huh. Sometimes, Tamika thinks that she I, I feel like you have like this checklist in your head mm-hmm. of like the things that people need to work on and you want to like give it to them and you're like hey here here's here it goes here's your checklist here's your work on it and like for me that really irks me because it's like how can you tell me what i need to work on how about you go work on what you need to work i on? do every day and then you try to give me my checklist i don't give you a checklist because I'm next to perfect at working on yeah, the things okay. that I need to All work. I'm saying is, like, that's not a safe space, you know, for me. Yeah. I don't feel safe. I feel like you think that you're my teacher and you're in charge. And you have, like, this clipboard. And I'm like, put your clipboard down. I'm not doing, I got a clipboard of things that's going to have you sleeping somewhere else. Jeez, what is going on? This is fun. What is Me, I'm cracking up. I'm glad you're cracking up. You're making it seem like I'm some crazy person. Child. You're not a crazy person. Child. You said a safe space. Child. What do you need for it to this be a safe, safe space? I don't feel safe. I feel personally victimized by Regina George. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what movie you, is that from? Because I know that's a quote. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Babe, I didn't watch that. I know. What is that, Mean Girls? Yes. You're so weird. I don't know how you ain't watched that. Anyway... I don't know, babe. That's that's a movie you need to watch. I don't want to see Mean Girls because I'm it's not a so teenager. Good. I still watch it. Some days I wear pink on it. Anyway, it's fine. 
I'm okay. What do I need for it to be a safe space? I need proximity to be important. Like, I can't have you, no head chubby higher than kings. But, like, not even that. Like, I don't want to talk from across the room. Like, I need to fill that empty space. I don't need you laying on me, but I need you close enough to feel like, okay, this is an actual conversation. You want Seriously. somebody to look you in the eye. Like. Yes, look me in the eye and try <laughs> to tell me I'm wrong if you want to. No, I'm kidding. Um, so that, for me, is so important. Also, and one of the things I was going to say in safe space in general is that where we argue matters. Like, I'm not mm. trying to argue in front of my whole family or in a grocery store. Actually, I don't really care in a grocery store because I'm just, I'm more so funny in a grocery store. I can't argue while I'm at work. Yeah, so that was... I can't. That I can't. Don't talk to me and ha- we having a disagreement while as I can't do because yeah. then I'm about to cry. And it's, yeah. that's just... But okay, my thing is like, all right, so we're on the same page, but what if you had a partner like that didn't have the same communication skills mm-hmm. or didn't see it as important? Like, how would you present what you needed to somebody else? I think you need to understand your partner. Like, what would make them not see it your way? Like, is it their lived experiences that were very toxic? Is it they, you know, were raised in a two-parent household, never saw their parents argue, so they don't know how to argue? Like, what what about your partner would make them see you saying something that's important to you in a not-so-good way? So you're saying when you present what you need, you have to kind of, like, understand them first? Um, not necessarily. I think that if you present it and it's not received well, then kind of take a step back and be reflective. Um... However, the part of them that you need to understand is their communication style and what are they most likely to respond to? Are they most likely to respond in the heat of the moment when things are in the thick of it and you're correcting them? Are they most likely to respond? Like if it's a, you know, a partner, male, female, whomever, who likes football, maybe they ain't going to respond to you when they're watching football. Are they going to respond to you well when they're at work? Like what... What, how, what can you do to, like, optimize, like, your chances of it being productive? And so I think those things sometimes we don't always consider when we are, um, you know, just all in our feelings. We may not yeah. always consider that. It's like, no, I got feelings. You need to hear it right now. It's like, yo, I'm working. Or, yo, I just walked in the house and my feet hurt. Or, yo, you ain't even say hi to me before you start barking at me. Like, that's crazy. Um, all those things yeah. need to be, like, in consideration. And that doesn't mean that you got to, like, plan out how you're going to say something to your partner, just keep in mind, like, what would be useful or healthy. Yeah, I think asking them, can we, can this be our ground rules for when we're having a hard conversation? And don't be afraid to, like, put those ground rules wherever you need to put them. Don't be afraid to text them to your partner. Don't be afraid to pull them up. Don't be afraid to hold your partner. It might be too much for some people. That no. sounds very intense. For some people. For some people. For us, we would do it if we Because we're it. intense people. Yes, that's, that's different. Not, like, some people are more laid back. But I think another way that I might say it is like, Why hey, do you got to restate what I, I said? What I said since you always do this. Okay, I'm trying to ahead. give people variety. But I just... All I'm trying to say is that um, I might ask him, hey, can you not do this when we're when we're arguing? Yeah. 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 I think that's real, but... If somebody told me no, we breaking up. Like, I just can't. I can't imagine I somebody saying no to that. Is, if somebody told me no, I would question their why. Yeah. Because the way we... Even, like, if you're looking at the U.S., if you're looking at, like, black folks, if you're looking at queer folks, like... The way we've been conditioned to disagree with our partners and the variety and range of what is low-key acceptable, not acceptable, acceptable, like all of those things like play a part in 
why a whole lot of things are toxic. Like, I think I mentioned this before. Like, when you look at, um, you know, domestic violence or intimate partner violence in the queer community, it's huge. Because we're taught that, like, you know, violence like that happens in heterosexual couples. We're not thinking about it in same-sex couples. And so it's like, there's a lot of things that play into a person's why. If your partner straight up tells you no, I would more so be very curious as to why. Unless they're already an abusive partner or something. like, Or they're already somebody who you know you should not be married or marrying. And it, at this point, we date in for long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. So, therefore... Next question. Okay. Tell me about your segment. Come on. I, it's not telling you about my segment. It's just going over these questions. Okay. What to do slash how to set norms once the honeymoon phase is over. And when I read this to you earlier, you were like, I think we're still in our honeymoon phase. <laughs> Are we? Yes, Tamika. Okay. Why you guys talk to me like, yo, this, I'm counting. Reason number four, why you ain't sleeping with me. Tamika, I'm a brand new person. No, you're not. This is a new me. No, you're not. I changed my whole life around. For me? Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You done lost your mind. (laughs) Wait, but how do you, um, what to do slash how to set norms? I think looking at the honeymoon phase in general, though, and not just looking at uh, communication aspect, I think when we moved in together, like, it was like we were no longer working to save up. We were no longer, like, you know, we bonded over food real real tough mm-hmm. and so when we moved in together we weren't going out to eat as much we were but it still wasn't the way like it was in the beginning and so i think that we had to get creative like gray's anatomy thursdays was very important or like mm. <laughs> let me let me backtrack a little bit when we first started dating because we both were living with well once you like moved out of your place we would go like to kelly drive and just chill and we had more intentional time together I think we we actually had a conversation about about it though, and that, to me, when anytime you're saying like how to set norms or how to do something, like to me that requires communication. So mm-hmm. we basically said, hey, you know, we're spending too much much money here. Yeah. Where can we go in this city to do such and such and such yeah. for this amount of time? Penn's Landing. We came up with Penn's Landing, whatever that place is called. Um, Blue Cross. Skating thing. The little winter wonderland down yeah. there is like my favorite spot in the whole city. Because mm-hmm. and we would just we would go down there. We would play basketball with each other. Yeah. We would um, in the arcade. So what, Tamika? I just had to put that on. We made s'mores down there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You sang that perfect song by Ed Sheridan yeah. to the end. We watched someone get engaged down there. We did. It was really good. that was nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we that was. After we talked about what we needed, mm-hmm. what would work for us, and then that became a norm. You know yeah. what I mean? But it wasn't like Tamika just came up with this thing in her head, and then she was like, come on, let's go. This is where we're going. Yo, a dude did that to me. I was so pissed off. This is not about you. We were supposed to be having... <laughs> Carry on, sis. I felt Carry so on. guilty. Carry on, sis. We were supposed to be having dinner... And he came in the living room and he said, come on, we're going to Moe's. Now, I like Moe's. We like Moe's, too. Mm-hmm. I said, why? What happened at dinner? He said, is that Moe's? I was pissed off. Oh, I was pissed off. I was like, you ain't going to have me just going anywhere you want me to go. Yeah. Anyway, he burnt the food. It was eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> you skipped a, um, a question. You skipped something. It says, what are you afraid of um, when fighting? 
Um, so in my past life, I was a little thuggy. So <laughs> now I'm afraid of like vulnerability. Like being open is huge for me. Like it's so like that emotion. Like that stuff be hitting you in your gut. You just afraid of being vulnerable. Like I'm afraid of like sharing my feelings and they being like. Not taken into consideration. That's what you're really afraid of. You're afraid of not being taken into consideration. Maybe. But that's why. But it's not even just with you. I think in general, like that idea of emoting and then somebody just like slapping that down. I'm like, you hurt me. It's going to take me like I think a lot of reflecting to repair this damage. I think I've been afraid of being judged. Like, I really don't like when you're angry with me. Like, it's like. I feel like if you want me to change something, there's no need for you to, like, get upset. I'd rather you just say it, like, very direct and calm. Because, like, when you're, like, when your eyes get big and you're really upset, it's like, no. Like, that's like a Regina King moment. You know what I mean? Are you calling but me an angry cheated. black woman? No, baby. No. You just called me an angry black I woman. Did. Are you an angry black woman? Hell yes. Oh, my God. That's... I'm... And I'm, wait, what did she say when that movie? She said, I'm not angry. I'm mad as hell. Oh, my God. Tamika. I like movies. Right? I'm afraid of being judged. That's what it okay. is. Don't judge me, sis. Um, If y'all are listening to this, I probably should have said this in the beginning, but it may be helpful to write some of these things down and have conversations with your partner. Like, what are you afraid of when you're arguing? Or... What are your non-negotiables? Or Perhaps. what are your triggers? If your partner can handle that, otherwise you gotta be sneaky and just sneak it in there. Not everybody can handle that. I'm not saying they could. You like suggestions. You know what, should I? I suggest. I think I'm in a fighting mood. She is, and it's, yo, this is what I deal with. <laughs> this is what I deal with, but then she paid me as a villain. You're not having fun yet? No. <laughs> I'm about to go to bed. Okay. Okay, the next one is how to support one another through school or super busy work periods. Yo. It I depends. went on a five-day cruise without my partner in crime, and I felt like a part of me died. <laughs> what does that have to do with work or school? I'm talking about you. Oh, because I was at work? No, because I was, like, away. I mean, I'm adding in travel because I know the person who asked this. Oh, she travels thank you. to work. I'm sorry. Babe. She travels to work sometimes. Who so. read your mind? Did anybody <laughs> hear that? Nobody See, else heard that. I question and I answered it. See how that worked? Oh, that was great, girl. <laughs> Do that again. Good job. But no, so where was I at? We were Okay, for work, I traveled to Seattle mm-hmm. for, like, three days. I came back, went right to Bloomsburg. For the weekend, came back on Saturday, and then it was like, where the heck is my partner at? I haven't seen you. Like, literally, all I did was drop off, like, my bag and then drive to Bloomsburg. Like, it was wild. You planned it. And I had, like, Shanae packed my other bag while I was going. We basically just switched bags, and I went away. So, So, wait. Let me finish talking, (laughs) my darling, my sweet. Um, And then shortly after that, like, this past, like, two weeks ago... I went on a vacation for five days without her. And so basically, it was sad. How do you but, do it? Okay, so two things. When we were in Seattle, I made sure to find time to like FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, I had stepped out of meetings when I could uh, to have conversations throughout the day. Um, I sent pictures. 
Like, <laughs> not rated R pictures. But, like, just, like, funny pictures of, like, me throughout the day or something. Or, like, hey, this group just took a picture here. Look at it. Or, hey, this is funny. Just laugh. I don't know. But <laughs> when I was on the cruise, we paid for Wi-Fi. And so we were FaceTiming and stuff. And, like, anytime I wasn't with my family, I was talking to Bay. Although I think sometimes she was like, why are you calling me? But it was fine because I was missing my little sweet thing. I think, like, all right, so just to be clear, we're only talking about travel right now. This does not include the other things. But I think for me, it de- this question, like, it depends on what you need, like, I try to keep busy when you go away because yeah. I don't like just being sad. You know what I mean? Or dismissing. So I try to find other things to do. So when you were telling me what your schedule was going to be, when you mm-hmm. were going, where you were going, like I started coming up with things for me to do while you were gone. And that really helps me. I, I was a little bit sad. I do think I kind of like notice more about some of my deeper feelings when you're not around, mm-hmm. which I had to deal with those things and like reflect and How stuff. How much you love me? No. Oh, my actual issues. But um, so I was able to do that while you were gone, which mm-hmm. was really good. But I was thinking about how before we used to try to fall asleep on FaceTime. Oh my gosh. And we literally would leave the phone on all night long because it's unlimited. I mean, uh-huh. it's not going to charge you anything. And we could like hear each other snoring. And yeah. It was really cute. And sometimes I would wake up and go to the bathroom and she's still Somebody going to feel like we have separation in class. We may, no, but the thing is, though, when your partner becomes your best friend and the person who, like, you want to, something happens, like, I'm on a cruise, something funny happened, who I'm going to talk to? Her. Even though, I mean, I was with my sister and my family, but, like, you, mm. and that's, yeah, I don't know. But I don't I feel think, bad about it. I'm like, this is cool. I mean, I went to that work trip. Usually, when I've gone to work trips in the past, like, you've, come along right so it's like this time it just wasn't feasible the cruise it wasn't feasible either and that it is what it is so we don't have we are we have boundaries when we need to i think also understanding like i think the photo thing is good for you i am kind of like why are you sending me this picture? oh i heard her the most random she sent me some work picture of her at a whiteboard and i'm like why are you sending I, i'm not reading what that whiteboard says yeah. But, so, I think, like, I'm glad you were understanding about that. Mm-hmm. So. Or when she was watching Grey's when I wasn't here, which I thought was, like, an abomination. If so you say that. so. But what but then, also, let's talk about your work schedule, because your current work schedule is kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm basically, I could be working overnight, during the day, maybe going to work, maybe not going to work. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, It's pretty flexible, but... Oh, I'll say it's it's pretty demanding. Yeah, but yes, the, so demanding. when you like gotta leave at like I'm not gonna tell them the schedule because some people may be creepers. But when you gotta leave at a weird hour in the morning, like I started waking up with you, not like <laughs> so at first like a few days ago she was up and I was like no her first alarm went off and then I was like oh but you gotta get up and she's like Tamika stop talking to me <laughs> and I'm like oh I don't want you to be late that I didn't know she had set multiple alarms because she's not typically that person who sets multiple alarms. And so she's like, stop talking to me in the morning. And I was like, oh, that's sad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But then the next day I didn't do it, and I realized, like, she got multiple alarms. She an adult. She can do it. But I do get up in the morning. Like, I'll lock the door. I'll be like, hey, like, do you have your glasses? Like, I don't have to be up and about, but I am up during that time. And so um, I 
think that is something that I do to support you. Um, or if I can make coffee for you, can I like, you know, mix your coffee, something like that. Um, it's a weird hour, so it takes a little bit of, it takes a while for me to go back to sleep, but I think it's been, I think I'm helpful. I think so, like you're doing things that I need. So support looks like filling in those gaps that the other person may not be able to do. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, if I'm in the shower and I'm rushing to find something to wear, it's great if you put on my coffee. You know, yeah. of course that's great. It's also excuse me. It's also great if you know you don't ask me a bunch of questions <laughs> while I'm, you know, because it's like I'm the type of person if. If, if I have to start talking, then I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. So it's like, I don't want to really have a conversation until that's what support looks like to me. For you, I think it's like knowing where you put your, your shirt that, yeah. or your work jacket, you know, or whatever it is. It's like knowing where you put those things. Mm-hmm. It might be packing you a lunch that's tasty because you really like that. I don't know. That's all. Shanae likes doing that. I do. Um, but I think another thing is like if you know that like you have a travel or work whatever, um, it's going to be busy. Planning the time before and after to be with one another, and mm-hmm. so like before I go away, like we typically will hang out. Even if it's like her watching me pack and struggle, whatever. Like we'll typically hang out, and then when I come back, we need to be reconnected. Like we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it works for us in that way. Yeah. I think so. My parents have this thing where it's like they don't go two weeks yeah. without, because my dad like travels for work a lot. Um, and so they'll, like lately she's been getting, you know, just catching a flight wherever he is mm-hmm. um, to I go like be that. with him. And it's like, and she's like, you know, our communication is really off when he's been going that long. And you can really feel it. And yeah. it's like he's on a, in a whole nother world. And so once we see each other, then we reconnect and then you kind of make things right yeah i think when i went to seattle and then bloomsburg our communication was a bit off when i came back and i was like yo i haven't been here that's probably why so we had to be a bit more intentional and you don't have to do like some crazy oh my god elaborate date nights before or after i think just being intentional about time so putting the phone away watching a movie y'all like talk about what's about to happen like and also like if i let's say i couldn't buy wi-fi on the you know, on a boat, that meant five days of no communication. What does that look like? Um, does it look like leaving your partner notes that they can find? Or does it look like emails? Like, what is what does that mean? When it's work travel, I will say, like, tell your partner what you can do and what you can't throughout the day. So if y'all used to talking during lunch, but this is a work conference and you know that your lunchtime is not at noon with theirs, what can you do to kind of, like, plan around that is it you know your job is flexible and if you walk out for five minutes it'll be okay like things Mm -hmm. like that yeah yeah so the next one says i'm in a very new relationship and would love to have tips on starting off strong setting up good relationship habits early Mm -hmm. i would say like don't skip over the part of learning each other like, you need to learn what your partner likes, what they don't like, and you ain't going to know it all right away, but, like, don't skip over that part. So if your partner likes something, like, let's say your partner likes hockey. If Shanae likes hockey and I've never been to a hockey game, try it. Yeah. Like, don't like don't be afraid to try the things that your partner likes. If you are a social butterfly and your partner is an introvert, you need to meet in the middle, you know? Like, do, do those things as well. Um, and I don't think you have to do, I don't know. 
I was going to go somewhere with that that I'm not going to mm-hmm. go. But I think it. my first thing is um, I would say not to be overly attached or have too many expectations or kind of like ask about expectations. Yeah. Because to me, like don't assume. You know what I mean? Like Tamika was very clear that she was dating for marriage. Yep. We need a whole lot Period. of people out. Period. Like, what? She was like, I cut off all these people. I'm not dating anyone. And she didn't say any. She didn't say, like, you can't talk to anyone. But she's like, you know, I would like the same reciprocation. Me, because I don't know. I And I think for me, like, that's mostly attractive for me. I think where I am now. Like, before it might have been something different. Yeah. But where I am now, I really understood what that meant. And you do wean people off early. And I think it that was one of the things that did give us a good foundation because we knew, okay, even though I had been in open relationships before, it was like, this is not one of those. Nope. And even when like we had to have another discussion about it, I couldn't say that I didn't know yeah. that that's what I was, you know, committing to. And mm-hmm. so... To, and that also, I feel like there's strength in that. If you're, if you're the one that, that sets that tone, there's strength in that. That mm-hmm. that's, that shows confidence. It feels confident to do that. And it's, it lets you, you kind of like put yourself out there in a way because it's like, okay, I said what I said and I'm not backing down from it. Mm-hmm. And that's really good because you're, holding your, you're going to hold yourself accountable to that. For the yeah. most part, you, you should. I think these sound a little bit silly, but, like, talk about social media with your partner. Like, I post everything on social media. And recently, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, you know what? I've known her for over a year. I was like, I've never seen a picture of your boyfriend. She was like, he don't like social media. And I was like, all right, cool. She showed me a picture. I was like, oh, y'all cute? Yes. I've heard about him. I know what he does. You know, I know, you yeah. know, um, just some things about their relationship. But I had never seen a picture on social media. And that's okay. And so I think in the beginning, I was very social media heavy. I was like, I need to tag you, da-da-da. It's just the type of person I am. I'm a, I live out loud. It is what it is. I have accepted it. Um, but for your partner, what does that look like? Do y'all need to make it Facebook official? Do you need to have them on your IG every Monday or Wednesday? Like, what? I think... Mm. I think the conversation is important, though, because that's an expectations thing, too, especially if you are an influencer or you have a business or you, you know, live out loud on social media and your partner does not. If y'all both do it, that's great. But if one doesn't and the other, I think it is a conversation that we need to start having a bit earlier. That's interesting. It's like if you check in at a restaurant, do you tag your partner? Like, it, so- it sounds so silly, babe, I promise you, but I've dated I'm frowning who- right now. Dated people who were against it, and I'm the person who I'm like, what? What you mean I can't tell? And I you? think no means no. I agree. You know what I mean? It that's a good time to say no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And hey, no, I'm I'm listen. I'm here for either way your partner is, but I think it's just a conversation that sometimes we don't have. And some women are like, or not women, some people are like, I need you to post me. Why don't you post me? That and that can create arguments. So it's like. I think a social media conversation is something that's cool. Can you read the question again? I'm in a very new relationship and would love tips on starting off strong, setting up good relationship habits early. Yeah. Um, definitely their intentions. Like, are they intending on being married? Do they believe in marriage? Um, I don't think you need to have, like, 
a kid conversation super early. But <laughs> just I think like, just saying like what are you looking for? Yeah. I, I think, like leaving it open ended. Yeah. I think that's important. But I also think like I don't know, like learning them to the point of knowing like I don't know, I think you need to talk about childhood traumas with your partner, period. Um, I think at some point getting to that deeper level is just more, it creates more intimacy, but also just like more of a freaking adult relationship. Like yeah. talk about those things that ain't nothing wrong with it. Talk about likes and dislikes. Talk about politics. I don't care who say don't. Talk about politics. Who they voting for? Oh, worry, Because that can wean folks out too. Mm-hmm. But also, that renew, do your love languages. Do that love languages quiz. And talk about it because it's fun. Even if they don't take it right away, um, all you gotta do is Google love languages quiz. It's it takes a little bit of time to do, but learn your love languages. We do we do try we to reference them. Cause like yeah, I naturally like so Tamika's mm-hmm. first is acts of service and I do that like I think naturally. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like doing it and I like your reaction for the most part. Um, Why you always got shady for the most part? It's not shady. It's honesty. Your number two is words, and I Mm -hmm. don't do well with that at all. I don't know why. Like, I really legit don't know why, but I think at this one point we had, like, a little rough patch, and I kind of had an honest conversation with myself, and it was just like, man, are you communicating with her? Does she really know how you feel? Does she know how much you love her? And it was like, you no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I kind of like said it to myself, um, man, I don't, I don't really think she know because you don't talk about it. And so it's like, yeah, I said I love you, but I wasn't um, being direct and explicit in what I feel and what I like and, and you know, just yeah. a lot of different things. And I took the time to do that because I knew it would be important to you. And I, it felt like neglect. It felt like, man, I know this is important to her. If I don't do it, then I'm really cheating her out of something. Yeah. And your her your number one is touch, right? Touch. And then my number five is touch. Yeah. So that's something that it's very like we we had to have communication about that because I'm not some old like touchy feely person all the time. I'm like a hugger, but I'm not super touchy feely all the time. Yeah. Um. So I think that if you know your partner's love language and you are not loving them in that way, you're cheating them of something. You're not like, it just ain't going to fly. At some point, Mm. they're going to get fed up with it. I hope they get fed up with it. And just because it's the way that you receive, it doesn't mean that they will receive it the same way. Because I sure don't. I be like, girl... I can, like I do. I I give a lot of touch because that's how I receive, and it does. Sometimes it does nothing for Tamika. And I'm like, like uh, okay, you know, I gotta work on my sweet talking skills. Yep. So okay, the next one is communal living together to save money as black folks. Um, I think it's a hella great idea and everybody should live with somebody at some point because it's just, I think it looks different. And this person put as black folks and I like, I did do a little like bit of research maybe about a year ago because I really did want to do communal living. Um, you wanted to too, but it was like different. It wasn't the community she was talking about. 
What? Me or the person asking this question? You. Well, I think I was looking at the more, like, communities where, like, there's a leader or, like, a specific person. It's almost like somebody has a bunch of land. Like, it does sound like, well, and I think for most black people, that's the first thing we think about is Mm -hmm. a cult. I don't think all of them are cults. But, like, in these type of things, it's basically, like, there is a system of, you know, the way you guys get your food and how you guys um, organize chores for the house and what a person pays. Like, it's a bit more organized. And I think recently when we were talking about it, like, your idea was, you know, somebody buy a house, let people stay. Um, let people rent. Let people rent, you know, their room. But it's people that you know personally. Yeah. And then the people that are there, they're, they're saving up money for them to buy their own house. Yes. And then they repeat that process once they buy their house. Yeah. Um, and as a community, you're helping each other, mm-hmm. you know, build wealth, build yeah. credit, build My businesses. My friend is doing that in Atlanta right now. She rents, like, an apartment at the bottom of her friend's house. Mm-hmm. And... It works out for them, and it's yeah. they're saving up to buy a house. I think, and also like um, one of my previous partners did that for years, and then she just bought a house a few like two years ago. So, yeah. um, and now her sister lives with her. So it's like there's a way to do it. I think ego and pride and that whole yeah. at eighteen you're grown gets in the say. way, and so it's a little bit well. That's much. upbringing and culture, and mm-hmm. I think like when you talk about black people, it's just like. We've been told it's kind of like that bootstraps idea. It's it's almost frowned upon to it is frowned upon to live with your parents. It's not seen as a smart financial move, which really it should be. But it's like people um, shame you for living with your parents when a lot of times that might be the best thing if you can and if you actually you know have that relationship with your parents to save up money. So that when you do leave home, you have everything you need. When I tell you, when I moved back to Philly, my aunt, the rent she charged me, I would not have been able to pay off my credit card debt right. and do what I needed to do without her. She let me stay there. I was, I said a year. I was like, can I stay there for a year? I stayed there for about two years. And the rent, I'm not going to say it because I know one of my cousins is going to be like, she charged you that? I'm just, just going to move with you? No. Hmm. But <laughs> she, it was, it came in clutch. And I mean, she's my only like college educated aunt. She, she didn't hesitate when my, I had my cousin, her daughter asked her. I was like, can you ask your mom can I sit here? And she said yes right off the bat. When she told me the amount of rent she wanted, I was like, is she sure? Yeah. Do you want me to pay rent and the bill? Do you want me to do that? Because I knew I could do both right. because it was so small. But is does she still, is she still paying on a mortgage? I think she's almost done. Okay. Like yeah. she, she's probably almost done because she got that house. It was her second house, so she got that house when I was um in like second grade. Right. But um, so I think she's pretty close to being done. But yeah. she's not crazy wealthy. She just saw a need of her niece and let it happen. And I just, it's literally all like it's. A that blessing. is a blessing because I feel like like just in my family. Like, there's a big thing about responsibility and discipline, and they make it hard on purpose. And I think that they're trying to teach you. There's definitely, like, good intentions. They want to teach you something, but the world is already hard. Everything is, you you know, 
life is already harsh. Mm -hmm. So they make it more difficult than what it has to be. And then it's like you you challenge more than what you really need. So it's like, how are you going to get ahead? So it would be great to... You know, for somebody to make this a more popular idea among black people, I'm sure that it happens. But, you know, a more public popular thing would be yeah. great. So what about, last question says, being the creative one of family and looking unstable. I think, listen, whatever you do in your god darn dagnabbit life, own it. Period. Like, if you are not someone who wants to go to college, feel like you need college, if you want to do a trade school, do it. If you are someone who is a social media influencer and it works for you, do it and do it well so nobody ain't never got to question it. But if you are, I think that if you are not responsible in a sense, and you're just like, well, I'm going to wake up one day and be a PR person, and I'm going to make all this money, it's going to be great, and you don't do anything during the day to work towards it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, you're staying somewhere and just eating up everybody's food and not, like, contributing in a way. I think that's a bit irresponsible as adults. However, people are going to make judgments. For instance, so I graduated undergrad um, 2013. That summer, I was starting my grad school classes. My uncle, my graduation party, my uncle calls from jail. This man spent his 50th birthday in jail. He's like, oh, what you going to do now? I was like, oh, I'm going to grad school. He was like, when are you going to get a real job? You called me from jail and you talking about a real, what? What are you talking about? So that all of that to say that people are going to think, assume, and judge whatever they want, even though they may not have a pot to piss in or or a window to throw it out of. They going to judge it. I think it's a matter of you having the confidence in your work and in your ability. So you gotta like, in some families you may have to show and prove, but you as you know this creator, you need to be responsible to build the foundation that you want. I think like this topic speaks to the, the, the idea about creatives or like maybe like the projection, the picture that that's really painted is like an artistic person. It's like that struggling artist thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To be an artist, you really have to put a lot of time and energy and practice into what, whatever your craft is, be it art or, or music. Um, and I think, like, that's one part of it. There's also, to me, like, being a creative, sometimes, like, your mind is all over the place. Yeah. You don't really look like a structured person. Sometimes, like, you kind of look crazy doing, doing your, um, doing your gifts. And when I say that, I mean, like, they might have, like, a messy room. Mm-hmm. Or they might be all over. But that's a part of the, that energy that creatives hold. And so I think. In some ways, it's a little bit more than, I don't really know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it, but I think, like, creatives have things that they need to work through, like, different areas. Like, for me, it's it's the diligence thing or the inspiration. Like, I don't like doing art unless I'm inspired, and Mm -hmm. I may not be inspired all the time. So it's like, well, how am I really putting in that practice to build my craft if I'm only inspired once in a while. And it's like working through those issues. And for for me, like that takes time. Mm-hmm. And I think being a creative to me, like the best thing that I've that I've kind of come up with lately is like, okay, I need to have a steady job that I like. And whatever I'm going to do with this craft, I need to do that in my free time. Yeah. Because I haven't been diligent enough in any one craft Mm-hmm. for it to sustain me financially. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I need to pick 
a day job that I really like and I don't mind doing and it doesn't feel like work. And then in whatever extra time I have, that's where I'm going to put my craft. Yeah. And then you can work things out. You can yeah. work. And then, then it's not about what people think or what people see. Cause then you know what's on your path. And I like, I am a creative. I have struggled with that. It is to me, it is very difficult because mm-hmm. I think creatives sometimes can be sensitive. They're sensitive about their art. They're sensitive, you know, just energetically in a way. And it's like, you have to work through so many different things. The best thing is just, you know, keep some money in your pocket so you don't have to be that struggling artist. And sometimes that's hard because people hate that nine to five when it's not fulfilling. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I also like, I always say like, while I have an LLC and a book and all these things, I cannot be a full-time entrepreneur right now. Mm. I can't, I don't have that diligence. I'm not doing, you know, what I would need to do throughout the the day, the week, the hours to sustain myself financially. Um, and so I choose to do both. Yeah. And so, but the thing is like, you can choose to struggle if you okay with what that looks like and what that feels like. And when the money ain't coming in and X, Y, and Z, but if someone is allowing you to be in their space or to do what have you, you don't want to take advantage of it. Like you really do need to make sure that you are building a foundation and a platform that will allow you to be successful later. And everybody doesn't want to be, um, you know, this Bill Gates or what have you. But if you want to live some like minimalist or, you know, I mean, Whatever if you could life, eat, it depends. That is true. It just it depends on what kind of lifestyle you're yeah. trying to live and yeah. what you're okay with. Mm-hmm. That's true because when I wasn't working as much, I didn't like it, and it was like, okay, I, I want I want a job. Yeah. And then whatever I, I could do on the that's for me. Yeah, I'm like that. Yeah. I think the hard part is sometimes, like right now, I like the job. And so that's where all my energy is going. That's where my focus is. I'm like, okay, this is how I can move up and this is how I can work at this position or mm-hmm. that. And then it's like, I was thinking that today and it's like, okay, well, what am I doing with my programming stuff? Like, what is, what, what can I do? And it's like, I really don't have time for both. Yeah. And so now I'm back to, well, I might as well put all of my time into this one thing. And it's, I think that that's tough. It really is, but I'm not unhappy and yeah. I don't feel unfulfilled either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then so it's like, I really do like the job that much. I really am not annoyed to be there. So I think it depends on a person. For sure. So if you have further, if you have questions that you want us to answer um, about us or just about relationships in general or communication, you can email us at beingtamika, T-A-M-I-K-A, at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram at I Hear You Podcast. Peace out. Oh, your mom was saying.